With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstrup. Southern California may get a temporary reprieve from the stormy weather that's caused flooding, sinkholes, and at least two deaths. Flash flood watches have been canceled, and the National Weather Service predicts drier conditions through tomorrow. But Northern California and the San Francisco Bay Area facing another round of heavy rain and winds. The woman at the center of the Roe v. Wade has died. Norma McCorvey was 22, unmarried, unemployed, and pregnant for the third time when she sought an abortion in Texas where it was illegal except to save a woman's life. Her case led to the 1973 Supreme Court ruling establishing abortion rights. McCorvey later became a pro-life activist. She was 69. And Omar Abdel Rahman has died in a federal prison in North Carolina. The man known as the Blind Sheikh was serving a life sentence for plotting terror attacks in the U.S. in the 90s. This is SRN News. The following pre-recorded program is paid for by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome to Channel Mom. Really hope that you tuned into the show today for a reason. If you're a mom or maybe you're a dad and you're joining us, I want to feed you what you need to be fed today to help your life, to help your parenting, to perhaps help some of your love relationships, some of your most important relationships. We have one of my favorite guests on the show today. He comes on a couple of times a year because we partner with his outreach, his ministry called Love and Respect. And they do a lot of great things for relationships, not just romantic relationships, not just husband and wives, but also mothers and sons and daughters and fathers. And uh, now they're going to start dealing with the Internet and how we relate on the Internet through email and everything else. Uh, Some really good stuff. He's got a new book coming out there. But we hope that today we can deal with some of your biggest issues and concerns when it comes to relationships. We're even going to take a call from a mom who's dealing with a huge issue, which may surprise you, but I imagine that a number of moms out there are going to identify with her question. She's going to come in and ask a question as well. Uh, We do, of course, have Dr. Emerson Egerich, I like to call him Dr. E, who is the author of very popular Love and Respect, a New York Times bestseller, which has basically contained the secret key to making marriage and relationships work. He has uh, uh, penned Love and Respect, but also Love and Respect in the Family, Mother and Son, The Respect Effect, which has helped me with my relationship with my teenage son. And his new book is releasing in July of 2017 called Before You Hit Send. It's a blast to have him on the show. Welcome to Channel Mom, Dr. E. Thank you, Jenny. I've been looking forward to this. Oh, I hope you're not lying. Thank you for being on. We'd like to have I you. I would never lie to you. <laughs> What's your name again? Uh, exactly. I'm a radio show number four for you today. Um, <laughs> all right. So let, let's, for those, I mean, there are millions of people that know the love and respect theory because you've been on a lot of TV shows and, and you do conferences and, and the book is a bestseller. But, but for a mom or a dad who's tuning in today, 
who's really hurting in their love relationship. And maybe, maybe they're divorced, maybe they've been widowed, maybe they're struggling in their current marriage, maybe they want to beef up their marriage, whatever it is. Give them the concept of, of the best way to approach fixing and helping and, and nurturing their relationship. And then we're going to get to a question from a caller. Well, when Sarah and I married in 1973, I didn't say to Sarah, you know, just before we got married, you know, I hate you and you hate me, so let's get married. Yeah. It doesn't go down that way. So how do people get to a point where they begin to wonder and and question whether they made a mistake or they should be in this relationship or do they have to just, you know, stay in this relationship? You know, it's like uh, Ruth Graham, I guess, was asked about Billy. Did she ever think about divorcing him? No, but she did think about murdering him. You know, so there are some people who are stuck in a relationship. They're not going to leave it. And so, you know, they're just not happy. And, And the question on the table is, you know, is there any potential here for anything to change? And one of the points that we make is that we believe that people get derailed due to an honest misunderstanding. It's not ill will. It's not because two people hate each other. But because as they do life together as male and female, they misunderstand how each interprets things, how each feels about things. And one of the things we've discovered is uh, what the University of Washington said about 2,000 couples after 20 years of studying them. The key to successful relationships is love and respect. Well, the Bible said that 2,000 years ago in Ephesians 5.33, a husband must love, a wife must respect. And as I meditated on that, I saw a connection that when a wife feels unloved, she tends to react in a way that feels disrespectful to her husband. She's not trying to be, but she, but she she is reacting in a way that feels that way. When a husband feels disrespected, he tends to react in a way that feels unloving. And thus was born what I call the crazy cycle. Without love, she reacts without respect. Without respect, he reacts without love. And this baby starts to spin. Yeah. And the women need R-E-S-P-E-C-T, and it's very important that we say that. Women need respect, and men need love. We're talking here about the felt need during conflict. We ask 7,000 people this question. When you're in a conflict with your spouse, do you feel unloved at that moment or disrespected? 83% of the men said they feel disrespected. 72% of the women say they felt unloved. So this is a felt need. And once we get this, mutual understanding sets in because we are able to decode why the other's reacting the way they are. Yeah. I, 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 I believe in it. And I find sometimes it's almost like a man rises to the respect after you show it to him, even though he doesn't deserve it. And maybe a woman doesn't deserve the love. And she rises to to being um, the, the wife that he wants her to be when he shows her more love. I mean, I think we rise up to it. So I went in search of uh, a woman that I thought could ask you one of the toughest questions uh, in, in a marriage relationship um, that you could answer. And uh, she's going to come on the phone. I don't know if she wants to share her name, but but I want every woman to feel heard today about how can I use the love and respect concept in my marriage, or, or maybe I'm about to be divorced. How can I? How can I introduce? Oh, do you have a grandbaby there, Doctor E? Is that no, a I do not. No. Oh, it's it's the yeah. Oh, it's she's got a grand. She's got a baby in the background. Okay, so we are now going to bring her on. I'm not going to say her name because I'm not sure she wants to share it. But but why don't you ask Dr. Eggerich your question, dear, about how can you possibly insert the love and respect concept when your marriage has gone to the worst place? Why don't you tell them about it? Okay, Dr. Emerson, I have a quick question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I was married to a guy who was into porn and live chat porn. 
and we had counseling before and figured out over six years that I was back again. And he lied about it numerous times. And so we went to counseling, marriage counseling, and personal counseling. So I feel like I'm asking on behalf of all women, how do we overcome porn and live chat porn and maintain the love and respect that a relationship needs to survive? Well, as I think um, Jenny was saying, this is a major concern, and it is a concern uh, on a number of fronts. And I think one of the points that we always make is we have to decide, is your husband the enemy or is the, the porn industry the enemy? And the, and the females, the sisterhood out there that's participating in this, I sometimes wonder why the, the overall sisterhood doesn't just rise up against this because we all know the adverse effects this is having on the male spirit. But the challenge here is your husband is addicted, and this is uh, destructive of the relationship. It undermines trust totally, and every woman moves into, after her anger, into self-deprecation. Am I not good enough? Is, do you not love me? What is it about me? And this gets personalized, and the devastation of this is immeasurable. It's, it's beyond words to describe what a woman feels. And, and so the question that we're asking here is, what does a woman do in a situation like this? And again, there's the chronic addiction versus, you know, our teenage son who happens to be caught in looking at something that he ought not to. And we have to differentiate the, the chronic from the, the, the acute and the importance of that. But if a husband is, is doing this on a regular basis, this is destructive because it undermines the whole relationship and any man who's listening should understand that this isn't just something you can say well because i'm not actually doing it it's okay that's ludicrous this devastates it would devastate your daughter if your son-in-law were doing this but now the question is how does the love and respect message you know deal with this the challenge and it's not fair we're not we're not dealing with justice some women just say divorce the bum that's the internet Facebook, divorce the bum. You know, they've got those trollers out there. They'll hijack every conversation, and their immediate response is just divorce him, walk out. Well, you've got children. You've got years of marriage. I mean, should a man say that the woman who's anorexia or has an emotional affair, just divorce or just walk out? On a practical basis, we don't do that. We want change. We want the relationship to be back where it was. So then it raises the question, what should a woman do in the face of what is very unfair to her it's going to be very personalized by her. It's devastating to her. And one of the points that I make as you move forward, same thing, if a woman is an alcoholic, can a man be harsh and angry and unloving and hateful to motivate her to deal with her alcoholism? I don't know of any woman who would say, yeah, that's a very effective method. So, too, the Bible says, she who shames her husband is rottenness to his bones. And if we conclude your husband's not the enemy, but the victim of the enemy, he's addicted, like a woman who may be addicted to alcohol, then the question is, how do we move forward to serve him in this addiction, which is completely unacceptable and self-destructive and destructive of the marriage? One thing you cannot do is show contempt toward the spirit of your husband and motivate him to deal with it. That's why men begin to lie subsequently, because they fear the contempt that rightly should come to them, but isn't going to cause them to want to deal with their issue any more than, than a hateful, harsh attitude toward a woman who's an alcoholic is going to motivate her to open her heart to her husband. 
So my counsel always is to get with someone who is streetwise on this, who understands this. There's a thing called covenant eyes where men are subscribing to this because that's monitored. Their, 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 their Internet activity is monitored, so if they're involved in pornography, it shows up. And Covenant Eyes has uh, um, resources that would help a person with individuals who know this uh, situation and how to move forward. But the bottom line position that I take and the part that I play is you cannot show contempt toward the spirit of your husband and motivate him to take a look at himself. So the love and respect message has to be applied. And I have to ask myself, is that which I'm about to say, which is severely confronting of what he's done, going to sound respectful as I point out to him the conduct that he is involved in is unbecoming of him as a man of honor. And part of the appeal is you're an honorable man doing something that's not honorable. And I'm going to continue to be the one in your life to say, I believe in you more than you believe in yourself. And I'm going to appeal to you to address this issue because I believe God has a call in your life and this is undermining all of that for you. Yeah. And if you take that posture, I have to believe the husband is going to more humbly deal with it. I, I, again, I, it's not fair. No, of it's course it's not. It's awful. I'm going to keep her on if I can because I just want to hear her response to what you've said. This is rich, good stuff. This, this, this is, you know, the toughest thing a relationship could deal with, and it's great advice. So we're going to be right back with Dr. Emerson Egerich. We're going to talk about his new book, Before You Hit Send, as it relates to this. This is internet porn we're dealing with. Stay tuned for the rest of Channel Mom. This is Jenny from Channel Mom, and if you're a mom, I know that you give your all for your kids, but sometimes it feels like no one even notices what you do. That's why we aim to give back to moms like you through Channel Mom outreach, coffees, and awards. First, our outreach helps moms with marital struggles, parenting issues, depression, and more with help from our amazing partners like Mops and Love and Respect. We also love to reward moms with our One Amazing Mom Award and a grant for single homeless moms. So go to ChannelMom.com to connect with our outreach or simply attend one of our Channel Mom coffees for inspiration and encouragement. Finally, I'd like to hear from all the moms out there. I'd love to hear your mom's story, what you need in your life, your advice, or what you'd like to hear on Channel Mom Radio. Reach out to us at Channel Mom, one word, on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And please come support us in our mission to love, coach, and encourage moms. You can come to ChannelMom.com and push the donate button and help us to continue ministering to moms. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Welcome back to Channel Mom. As I said, we have one of my favorite guests on the show today, and he deals with love relationships of all kinds. Uh, Husband and wife, you know, those who are not married and trying to get married, and uh, mother and son and daughter and father and, and all kinds of relationships. And he has a great help and advice and a system he can plug in. Today we're dealing with a very serious topic. I, I asked a mom to call in who was dealing with an issue that I thought millions of mothers are dealing with this. And that is men who are addicted to porn and much of it on the internet, which kind of brings in Dr. Egrich's new book, uh, Before You Hit Send. Uh, but she asked a question about how do I deal with my husband if he's, de- if he's doing um, live porn chat. I don't, even, I don't even know how to say it right. And he answered it. With you can still not shame him and show him respect, and and I want to ask her, what's your response to to what Doctor E just said to you? 
Um, so, Dr. Emerson, I believe, you know, that you should treat him with respect. My question is, as far as, like, from a religious base, um, when he does not have a religious background and is closed-minded to it, how do you approach the situation then? Well, and the Apostle Peter addresses that in First Peter 3, verses 1 and 2, where apparently the wives were saying the same thing. My husband's disobedient to the Word, and it can be either a carnal Christian or an unbeliever. Through the years, many have concluded that was an unbeliever, and and Peter said, you can win him through your respectful behavior. And this is counterintuitive and countercultural, because women think when we talk this way that you've got to respect this behavior that your husband's involved in. But that's despicable. You, you are not to respect that kind of behavior. Uh, you are to respectfully confront that behavior that's not respectable. And that's not easy. But as I always say, what's the alternative? Contempt, disdain, uh, trying to shame him into... This is where he'll close off even more, particularly the unbeliever, because he's been conditioned by the culture, perhaps, to say this is okay. But um, every man knows among every man, you don't do this and, and expect your wife to somehow just go along with this. This is, And he knows deep in his heart. That's why we go back to the fact that this is probably a, a, an addiction that has to be addressed that way. And if he's acknowledged at all that he is addicted to this, then the appeal has to be that you believe in him more than he believes in himself, that you want to honor him and you, you are hopeful that as this man uh, who is an honorable man acting in a way that's not becoming to what he wants to be deep within his own heart, if he's made any kind of confession, I would keep on that point and just continue to appeal to him. But again, you can't control the outcomes in him. You can only control your actions and reactions to him. And this is completely unfair to the female. But again, the broader issue is, is your husband the enemy or is he the victim of the enemy? Because we have a culture that has basically said this is not a problem, and it has become a problem for our husbands and for our sons. And so to take it out on our husbands overtly is not going to be the solution to the bringing healing to him. Yeah. But again, this is suffering for righteousness' sake. This is completely off the, uh, off the, the what you signed up for. And again, there are going to be women out there who tell you to divorce the bum. And that's easy for them to say, uh, you are vested in this, and so you're asking the question, what strategy must I use to move forward in First Peter 3, verses 1 and 2, and put yourself in a position to be favored by God. Peter, several times in that section, talks about God favors this woman, favors this behavior. So it is a faith venture, and you're going to have to just simply say, Lord, I need you to show up because I don't have the power to change this. Yeah, yeah. And I and 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 I we've purposely not used her name, but I want to say this to you in in saying goodbye to you. Um you do have a son together, and if you could appeal to your your husband's love even for him, I would recommend that maybe he just take a look at Covenant Eyes. It's called Covenant Eyes, and maybe if you just go look at it and see that there are other men, and frankly, in this country, there are now millions and millions of men dealing with this situation that is busting up their marriage. Um, just tell him about that, dear, and, and see if maybe he would just take a look at it, if, even if not for you, for his son. So I hope this has been a help to you today. Thanks so much for, for calling in and, and asking this question of Dr. Egerich. All right. Thank you guys so much. All right. Take care. All right. Bye. Oh, that's big. And, you know, I, I want to move on to your other book. Of course, you're the author of Love and Respect, and, and that gets probably most of the attention. But you've got a new book coming out before you hit send. And, Dr. E, I, I, I listened to that precious woman. 
and, and I'm not sure she would have dealt with this same issue 60 years ago because because it's so pr- proliferated on the internet and there's so much access now and it's gotten more and more graphic and more and more interactive and he was doing live porn stuff you know live porn chat or whatever it's called and um, I, I, I just recently read something that's coming to my daughter's school about dating violence and, and how the sixth, seventh and eighth graders are going to get lectures about dating violence. And, and again, that stuff is on the internet. And I think, what are we dealing with now? And I know I sound like a fuddy duddy, but they're old fashioned, but what are we dealing with now that, that there's this whole cyberspace world that's uncontrolled and provocative that's drawing people in and wrecking their real relationships with fake and destructive relationships on the internet. Is this why you wrote before you hit send? Well, certainly the uh, pornography issue, the violence issue, are issues in and of themselves. Uh, part of my challenge, and Harper Collins asked me to write this book, is that we have so many people who are also just socially saying things that they ought not to be saying. It may not necessarily be uh, violent threats, and it may not be uh, seductive, sexual in nature, but it is clearly um, uh, slanderous, it's unthinking, and it's like the, the woman who said, you know that little part in your brain that tells you not to say something before you're going to say it? Yeah. Well, I don't have that little part, she said. Yeah. And so the challenge for us is to think before we speak, because, you know, the DNC is an illustration recently when all those emails were published in the political arena, and some uh, reporter said, we need to dance like no one's watching, but we need to write emails as though it's going to be brought as a deposition before the attorney general. Yeah, right. Right. Well, you have four questions that you say people should start asking themselves before they hit send or before they post on Instagram or whatever it is, before they hit post. There, there are four questions they should ask themselves that you're going to cover in this new book that is releasing in July. Correct. And uh, the uh, exciting thing is that we all want to be effective communicators and we want to persuade and influence rightly, but we can sabotage that. If we don't think before we speak, if we're hitting send, you know, and we've all been guilty of it, we don't let 24 hours pass or whatever, and we all regret what we've said, and people are losing jobs right and left. They're, this is becoming a serious problem because of the ability to get information out. And one of the points we make is nothing can be deleted. Everything that you, um, you know, write about, you put out on the Internet, you, it's not going to be deleted, even though there's some, quote, quote, devices that supposedly delete it. It's still being recorded somewhere. Right. Everything is accessible. So the challenge for us as believers who say, you know what, I, I want to I speak the way God wants me to speak, the four questions are these. Is that which I'm about to say true? Is that which I'm about to say kind? Is that which I'm about to say necessary? And is that which I'm about to say clear? And if one of those is not the case, then don't say it, not at this point. Yeah. Is it true? Is it kind? Is it necessary? Is it clear? And if we let those govern our thought process prior to communicating, whether it's verbally, face-to-face, or whether it's on the phone, or whether it's in some email or some tweet, if we ask those questions, we're going to keep ourselves out of some real painful interactions with people. And if we're forever apologizing to people or we're losing our reputation and credibility due to saying things, then we can be overall quite good. But you just make a couple mistakes and a little leaven leavens the whole. So the challenge for us is to operate according to those four questions and, and we're going to be okay. Yeah, that's big stuff. I, I appreciate all the advice you're giving today. I have you on because relationships is where women live. 
whether it's on the internet or face to face, women's women live in relationship, and that's why you know you're, you're a favorite among among women. I hope your wife Sarah doesn't mind because you get that that they want to have healthy relationships. I so appreciate that you took the phone call today from from the woman who called in about internet porn, and I, and I didn't want to be too sexy or provocative on the show today, but but honestly, that's become an ac- epidemic, and and lots of wives and and mothers are dealing with that, both with their husbands and with their sons, and and I was glad you addressed that. I was I'm glad. Glad you're addressing what's going on on the internet with with the way in which people are tweeting and and the things they're saying in email or Instagram and, and the way in which they're beating up on each other and apparently now we're dealing with violent things that are that are influenced by the internet. I you know I remember when the NFL player um, was shown to be violent to his his girlfriend I guess on the elevator and and that went viral. So so we've got this this out of control thing that's going on that's influencing our relationships and I'm I'm glad that you're there to say let's talk about it in all arenas, not just face to face but also on the internet. Um we we only have about 2 minutes left. Any quick parting words uh for folks to to reassure them about where they can get in their relationships? Well, I'm a, before you hit sin, which is coming out in several months, I mean, again, it's a precious truth when Jesus said every careless word will give an account for. And, you know, I've read those years ago, and now you realize right now with the Internet, as I referenced earlier, everything we say is being recorded. There isn't any way you can really escape this. And so the, what should that do to us? Well, it should show to us how important the heart, you know, the, the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. And our communication ultimately reveals what's going on in our soul. And in some ways, this can be a very healthy moment for all of us to check and say, you know what, what is in my heart? And is this going to come out? And to become the wiser and to ultimately understand that we we do what we do for an audience of one. We who are Christ followers realize that we're going to stand before our Lord and and what we say and how we say it is very important to him. And so in some ways, this is a, a worthy motivation. It's kind of inspiring, and we need to be inspired to be the kind of communicators that uh, God intends for us to be. And the culture, I think, is awakening to this, not for spiritual reasons, but for liability issues. Yeah, yeah. well, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. But but it's going to help all relationships, and, I, and I'm glad for that. Dr. Emerson Egerich, uh, your book's coming out in July. Before you hit send, uh, folks, people, of course, can catch up with your Love and Respect books and all the things that you've written to, to help relationships at loveandrespect.com. Uh, God bless you and Sarah. Thanks for being on Channel Mom. Thanks, Jenny. All right, take care. Oh, I love it when he's on. I hope that uh, he gave you some advice today. And even in that very tough question, I got some things based on his answer about how we speak to the men in our lives, no matter what they're doing. We respect him anyway. So I hope that was a help to you today. Uh, and we hope you'll check us out and talk to us at Channel Mom on both Facebook and uh, Twitter. And uh, come visit us at ChannelMom.com. We just hope you have a beautiful weekend. God bless you. If you enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio, and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. 
So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM and you'll see our donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family.